0: In this week's parsha, we have the story about the Molchemes Midyon, the war that the Yidin have against Midyon, the spoils that they take from this war. And in continuation to this, in connection to this, Elazar speaks to the Yidin when they come back with the spoils of war and tells them the laws of kashering the kalim. He also tells them, according to Rashi, in one of the Pirushim, he also tells them about the concept of toiveling, kalim that belong to a guy Now, the Ramban asks, why is it that the Yidin weren't commanded about these halachas earlier on in the wars against Sichin and Oig. Why weren't they told over there about Kasherink Kalim? What the Ramban answers is that there's a major difference between the lands of Sichin and Oig and Midyon. Sichin and Oig is from the lands that the Yidin were going to conquer, they were going to inherit, they were going to keep. And the halacha was that they were allowed to take all of the spoils, in fact, even forbidden food, they were allowed to have. And therefore, if they're even allowed to have the forbidden food of the spoils, clearly they're allowed to have the vessels that absorbed non-kosher food. And therefore, the question is, therefore, there's no question why they weren't commanded to kosher those kalim. Whereas, midian was, which was more about just fighting and taking revenge against the Midianim, this was not going to be a place where Eden were going to inherit and keep, This was not an area where they were just able to have Isurim take benefit of the things of Isur, and therefore the kalim that they did end up taking, the vessels that they did end up getting, they would need to kasher, they would need to get rid of any Isur, any forbidden food that was absorbed in those kalim. So the question is asked, why is it that Tvilas kalim, which as mentioned before is also mentioned in our Parsha? Why was this mitzvah not told to the Yidden by the Molchama of Sicha in Now, here seemingly we would not be able to answer, which we just answered, that in that Molchama they were even able to have things that were clearly Osor, because Tvilas Kalim is, according to the point of where we're up to in the Sicha now, later we're going to see something else. But tvi'las kelim is nothing to do with the isur that it absorbed, because the halacha is that even a new keli from a goy also needs to have tvi'la. But rather, as the Yerushalmi says, because they're leaving the the, the tumah of being by a goy and coming now to the kedusha of a yid, this is why a keli of a goy needs to have tvi'la. And therefore, we can no longer say that the kalim of Sichen Anoik didn't need Tevila. Yes, the Isur aspect, the non-kosher aspect, possibly wasn't an issue, but it's still now entering the Kedush of HaVayid, seemingly it would need to be Teviled. So why doesn't the Ramban ask the same question regarding Tvilas kalim? Of why Tvilas kalim wasn't mentioned earlier. Now the Rebbe says, seemingly you would be able to answer, based on the concept that not all mitzvahs were given immediately at Matan Torah. There were some mitzvahs that were given later. And therefore, perhaps you could say, there's no question why the Yidden weren't commanded for Tvilas Kalim by that earlier war. It just was not time for that mitzvah to be given yet. So why does the Ramban ask the question regarding the kashering of Kalim? Because we have proof from earlier in the Torah that this concept did exist earlier, kasher in kalim, as opposed to toivel and kalim. How is that? Because in Parshat Tzav, when it's dealing with a carbon chatos, now we know a carbon chatos has a certain amount of time, how long it can be eaten, and after that the remaining meat, remaining meat is called noisar. So the halacha is, the Torah tells us, that you need to kasher those kalim in an earthenware vessel, you need to break it, other types of kalim, you needed kasher it in other ways. But the point is that this concept of that a kelim could absorb the iser that's inside of it did exist earlier already. This is why the Ramban, perhaps, is asking regarding kasher and kalim if the din of kasher and kalim exists already, why weren't the Yidin warned about this when they are in the mulcham of Sichen and Oig? Again, as opposed to Tevilas kalim which you could just say simply, it wasn't time for this halacha to be told yet. But the Rebbe says this isn't a completely smooth answer, because the question still remains, why doesn't the Ramban himself point out this difference between Tvilas Kalim and Kashering the Kelim? Why doesn't he deal with this issue at all? Says the Rebbe, we're going to understand this by first looking at another two questions related to the din of Tvilas Kelim. In the Nusach Shtar Mechiras Chometz of the Alter Rebbe, he writes that we sell the kalim that have clearly visible, noticeable chametz on them, those kalim we are also selling to the goy. Now here's the question. What about toveling the kalim after they were sold to the goy, when we get them back after Pesach? The Rebbe doesn't tell us anything at all that we need to tovel these kalim. We don't see that people tovel the kalim after Pesach. Why not? Another question regarding Shavuos. One of the reasons we eat milchiks on Shavuos is commemorating the milchigs that they ate on the day of Matan Torah. Why were they eating Milchiks as opposed to fleshs Because by Matan Toira they were just given the dinim of shechita. Before Matan Torah, the meat they ate, even if technically they would have shechted it, they did not have the. They didn't have the status of Bari's zvicha. They couldn't shecht in the way a yid shecht. They didn't have. They weren't on that. They didn't have that category of being able to be a shechhet. So therefore, even if had they shechted something, it wouldn't have been shechted meat. So all of their fleishik kalim would have become Osser. So, on the day of Matan Torah, they can't shecht. They can't kasher their kalim because it's Shabbos, and therefore the only choice remaining is to eat milchiks. Now, seemingly, you could come and ask, hang on a second, why don't they need a kasher, their milchik kalim? What about any meat that would have been absorbed in those kalim, if they wouldn't have been careful before Matan Torah with cooking meat in Milchikah Kalim, so why aren't they cashing the Milchikah Kalim? How could they use the Milk Kalim? And the answer would be that the Yidin, already from the time they're leaving Mitzrayim, knowing that they're getting the Torah, they would have been careful in all of the dinim of milk and meat. They would have had separate vessels for Milchiks. So there was no mixture of milk and meat. The Milchikah Kalim, there's no problem with them. With them Again, as far as meat, there's a different issue. Because even if they would have tried to do the halachis of keeping kosher, their shchita wasn't a shchita before. So they have to kasher the kalim. But back to the milchik kalim, the question still remains. Even if they don't have to kasher the kalim from any meat that was inside of it, but if Based on what we said before, that the kalim are now entering to the kedusha of Israel, why aren't they? Why don't they need to toivel the kalim? How could they be using the milcheg kalim after Matan Torah without toiveling them? <coughs> it says the Rebbe, we're going to understand this looking at Rashi when he deals in our parsha with this idea of toiveling kalim, and this is what Rashi says: the vessels first of all needed to be kashered from purifying them from the Isur. They also needed to be purified to, from any sort of tumor if they came in contact with a dead body, because we're speaking over here about the Kalim that were taking in the spoils of war. So that's Rashi's first comment. And then Rashi says, Verabbi darshu, that lach shiron Isur to unintvila, that also to make them kosher from the Isur, they also need tovila. They need to be toivled." So again, in Rashi's first explanation, he's discussing the kashering of the kalim from um, Isur, from non kosher food, or if they came in contact with a dead body. And then Rashi says, no, there's also a concept of toiveling them from Isur. In other words, what's Rashi saying over here? That the tvila, toiveling kalim, is also related to Isur. Not like we said earlier in the sikha, from the Yerushalmi, that it's becoming, because it's coming from the tumma of a goy to the kadusha of a yid, but rather, because we're it from Isar. The question is, what does that mean? Why are we toiveling it from Yisar? What about if it's a new keli? Says the Rebbe, we're going to understand this by looking carefully at Rashi's words. Rashi says, It doesn't doesn't say as he used regarding kashering it. What does lachshiram mean? Lachshiram means to make it fit, usable, to be able to go ahead and use it now. In other words, it's not coming to remove the Yisar. <coughs> that was dealt with already through kashering it. Or it's brand new. There was no isur in it. What we're saying now is we want to make it now ready, fit for a Yid to use. The kind of use where there won't even be a possibility of isur. In other words, one was by the Goyit still had the potential for isur, Even if he didn't actually use it, there's a potential for isur. Now that it's going over to the Rishus of the Yid, to a use <coughs> where there won't even be a possibility for isur. The keli is going to be toivled now, lah to make it fit, being removed from the possibility, the capability, the potential of Isur, to be properly by a Yid now. So again, according to Rashi, it's not about the kedusha that it's entering, but rather, it's to do with the Isur, but not from a practical Isur that's there, but even from the potential of the Isur. Says the Rebbe, now we can understand all the things we mentioned earlier. Why doesn't the Ramban ask why yidn aren't commanded about Tvilas Kailiim, by melchemes and oig, we said already that the Ramban holds that by melchemes Sichon and oig, they were even allowed to have pure isur. Now the Ramban is actually discussing Rashi, and Rashi we just said that the tvi'la is also because of the potential of isur. If by melchemes Sichon and oig they're even allowed to have isur and the kalim of isur, there's nothing to discuss about toiveling them from the potential of isur, the having isur itself. That's why the Ramban doesn't ask why they weren't told to tovel the kalim of Sichen and What about the fact that we don't toivel the the, the vessels after Pesach? Says the Rebbe, these the vessels, it's not common at all that the Goy is going to go ahead and use those, those kalim. In fact, if he would go and use them, we would even have to kasha those kalim. So therefore, we're not going to say about these kalim that they had the potential to become oser. To have, to have Iser in it. Because again, the Goy is b'chalal not going to be using it in any way for Iser, therefore, they don't need to be toiled. In the same way, says the Rebbe, we also don't need to, the Yidin didn't need to the Milchik Kalim ke uh, by Matan Torah, right after Matan <coughs> Because I said before, the Yidin were careful between milk and meat, even before Matan Torah. So, <coughs> <coughs> therefore, these Kalim, so to speak, didn't even have the potential earlier of becoming usur, and therefore they also don't need to have the union of tevilah.